The foundation of New York Farm Bureau is our grassroots members. Their stories drive public policy engagement at the local, state, and national levels. And it's why the president of American Farm Bureau, Zippy Duval, came to New York this week. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, New York Farm Bureau's Director of Communications, and welcome to News Bites. Zippy Duval has served as president of the American Farm Bureau Federation since 2016 and is a third-generation farmer from Georgia. Through his leadership at AFBF, President Duval has helped to shape the 2018 Farm Bill and is currently working to ensure the 2023 Farm Bill effectively supports farmers and ranchers all across the country. He's helped defeat misguided regulations, helped to make sure farmers are supported during natural disasters and in the impacts of the supply chain and inflation disruptions, and has been a leading voice on the importance of trade. He cannot do this without the support and guidance from Farm Bureau members. That's why he and his wife Jennifer toured parts of Western New York agriculture this week to get a better understanding of the issues farmers in our region are facing so he can go back to Washington and share those stories with policymakers. We sat down with him in the middle of the tour to talk about what he's hearing and what are some of the major priorities for American Farm Bureau. So President Duvall, it's great having you here in New York. I know you're out visiting a lot of farms, talking to members, which is an important part of your job. For those who may not be familiar with the role of a president of American Farm Bureau, talk a little bit about what you do and what your routine is like. Well, there's not really a routine to it because I never know from one week to the next where I'm going to be at. Mm -hmm. But basically, I spend weekends on my farm trying to pay the bills, catch up, give my people that work for me a little relief. And then during the work week, uh, I spend about half my time in an office in Washington, D.C., the other half on the road, uh, visiting either at Farm Bureau meetings or just out on the farm visiting with our grassroots members. So you talked about your farm. Uh, you're a farmer at heart. It's who you are. It's what you do. What is your farm like in Georgia? Yeah, well, the first thing is the hardest part of this job is leaving your farm because everybody loves their farm and, and look forward to doing it and growing it and making it better each and every day. But, you know, when, when uh, God has a will for you, you, you search for what that will is mm-hmm. and you head in that direction. And, and answer the call of send me, you know. And so my farm is was a dairy farm. I grew up on a dairy farm. I had a love for beef cattle when I was a young young guy in high school and had a little beef herd, but realized right quickly after college that was not a way I was gonna feed a family with beef cattle. Ended up staying in the dairy business, bought my dad out, spent 30 years there dairying on my farm. We went from about 100 cows to 300. In the 80s, when it was so difficult, we diversified into poultry and now we have eight poultry houses. We've gotten out of dairy business and we've replaced about 400 mama cows. My son and I are a great farm manager. So now you're visiting farms here in Western New York. What do you think of, of what you've seen? I know we have more farms to visit today. And how does this agriculture in the Northeast compare to say agriculture in the South where you grew up? Yeah, I think, I think here you're more diversified. I haven't seen a lot of animals yet, but I think we're gonna see some more animal agriculture today. I would say I think the the labor needs here are more intense, especially because of the fruits and vegetables that's, that's being grown in this area, which is amazing. You think about New York, you think cold, and then, you know, cold doesn't grow fruits and vegetables, but man, I've seen some awesome fruit and vegetables yesterday, so. But I think very diversified and, and a great need for skilled labor. Well, that kind of gets into you know, some of the issues that we're working on at Farm Bureau, in particular at American Farm Bureau, and labor is 
you know, one of the priorities, I know I heard you say yesterday that it, it's something that you hear about a lot when you're out meeting with farmers. From, from your position at AFBF, you know, what are some of those areas that, that you're looking to address in Washington to help with our labor needs here in New York? Well, first off, it's the biggest problem that American agriculture faces. It's, it's, it restricts us from being as productive as we really can, could be. We have young people in our land-grant colleges want, wanting to go to the farm and to go back home to their family farm. They got to expand and to expand, they got to have labor. There are people wanting to get into agriculture and the lack of land and the difficulty of getting farm loans is getting in the way of doing that. So the, the, the want is there, the people want to do it, but being able to create an industry that provides a future farm is, is seeming to be very difficult, but but you know I I have uh, I'm, I'm an optimist. I think there's something really good around every corner, and and things are going to happen in a positive way to, that we'll be able to bring those pa- people back to the farm. And in terms of you know other major priorities, the farm bill obviously is something that is expiring in September. It's the biggest piece of legislation that affects farmers and our food supply in this country. A lot of needs in the Farm Bill. What are the priorities for you in this new Farm Bill? Well, it is. It's the most important piece of legislation that got passed through Congress that deals with agriculture. Uh, one is we want to make sure that we uh, continue to support Cornerstone, and that's crop insurance. Crop insurance has become those risk management tools that farmers have a uh, skin in the game in that become the cornerstone of our farm bill. So we want to see them to support that and continue to expand it. If there's a farmer out to produce something, there ought to be a risk management program for them to be able to participate in. Then, of course, we want to make sure that we keep nutrition and farm bill together. This is really a food and farm bill, not just a farm bill. Eighty percent of the expenditures in this farm bill will be in a nutrition area, and that is in the programs that help people feed the people in our country when they're facing hunger and, and a lot of school programs in there and those things are very much needed across our country. And with them put together in the same bill, we can grant the support to be able to get a farm bill passed. Then of course we continue to look at conservation. Our farmers have proven over the years that they will volunteer to make investments in their land if the federal government will partner with them. So we continue to look for funding in conservation and climate smart farming so that our farmers can continue on the, the route of being sustainable for the future. And then there's many, many other things in there that, that a lot of people don't have any a clue that they're in there. Uh, research and development dollars that are spent that keeps us on a cutting edge and on a level playing field across the world. We have countries in the rest of the world that's outspending our research dollars three to one. And we know in a long period of time, but we know that where, where that will put us, and it put us behind, and we can't afford to let that happen. So those that area is very important. But this is an important piece of legislation. We need it to be bipartisan. We need to have a great discussion. Every day it goes by, uh, lessens the chance of us getting it done this year, and it needs to be done before the first year. So New York is a big dairy state, as you know, and dairy policy <clears throat> is, is going to be a part of this farm bill. And AFBF has really led the way this past year in, in trying to bring the industry together and, and bringing lawmakers together to, to look at some of those issues for around milk pricing and, and milk marketing order reforms. As a former dairyman yourself, 
What are you looking for as well for any changes or, or greater support for the dairy industry? Yeah, well, you know, I brought to this job a, a love for dairy and, and realized how difficult it had been in my career as a dairyman, especially the pricing situation. And, and, and looked around and seen co-ops just working their fingers to the bone to try to find the right answers. Producer groups trying to find the right answers. And obviously they all have their own point of view. And Farm Bureau, I felt like, was the place where all of them needed to come together and find a solution with everybody's point of view at the table. And we were able to put together a forum that we put uh, last fall uh, that really started us on a, on a road of uh, finding out what the dairy industry and the producers and the manufacturers really thought needed to happen to make uh, our dairy industry sustainable for the future. Uh, so now uh, we're looking to having that hearing on the federal milk orders at the USDA, hoping something good will come out of that, and to continue the risk management programs in the farm bill that's been developed over the years and making it no stronger for our dairy farmers. That was a hard thing for our farmers our dairy farmers, they weren't used to using risk management tools, mm -hmm. and now it's become a way of life for them. So you mentioned how you spend your weekends on the farm, you come to Washington during the week. You know, politics can be contentious these days. How have you found Washington and working with people on Capitol Hill? A lot better than what you'd think it was on the news. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be a big news watcher when I was on the farm. Each and every day, of course, that's, that's what we, try to form our opinions of what's going on. But if you get up there, really Washington's full of a, a, lot, of, a lot of interest groups, uh, a lot of congressmen and senators that really do want to have, do the right thing. But it's very difficult because they all come from different backgrounds, different opinions, and finding common ground is sometimes very difficult. And you know, one of the things that I've learned over the years in leadership roles of Farm Bureau is you may never get somebody to uh, agree with what you say, but you can find a solution if you sit down at the table and calmly talk about what the solutions might be. And, and I see more of that going on than ever before, and that's something you just won't see in the news. Now, I don't want to paint too bright of a picture because obviously our country is divided, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, that division is preventing us from finding good sound policies that are good for not just agriculture, but rural America and all Americans across the country. That brings up a good point. When our members go to Washington to meet with their senators and congresspeople, you know, what have you found that best resonates when talking to them, mm -hmm. when reaching them, that um, engages them on those issues and, and hopefully helps them see the, the way that, that we think is important for agriculture? Well, one, we hope, and, and most of the time our states bring those county presidents or volunteers through our American Farm Bureau office mm -hmm. and give our people that work for them each and every day the opportunity to bring them up to speed on what those issues are and, and where is, what, what's happening with it in Congress at the time. Uh, and then them going on to the Hill to talk to their representative, whether it be a congressman or a senator, and telling their story from their, from their farm. When a, when a congressman from an urban area finds out that the person that's growing the food for their constituents, farm survived a natural disaster because they had crop insurance, or because there was some program in the uh, farm bill that saved that farm and made it sustainable for the future. 
then it becomes valuable because they can put a face uh, with a farm that connects to their constituents and what the value of is in that farm bill. So it's those farmer stories. And I tell a lot of their stories. That's why I travel a lot to pick their stories up and be able to use them. But I can't tell it as well as they can from their own farm. And it is a very, very powerful tool. And any farmer that takes time out of their busy schedule to come to Washington and prepare themselves before they walk into that office can be a, a huge force and, and influence the way policies developed. And it's not just about going to Washington. You know, we had a conversation yesterday. We met with some folks who are engaged in urban agriculture in Buffalo, community gardens, trying to develop a local food system there. And, and one of the things that you expressed to them that it's important to be involved in Farm Bureau because you know, those who show up make the policy and are, are helping you know, develop that roadmap for the future of, of their local agriculture. So it's just as important at the county level as well for people to, to be involved. And I'm sure you've seen that time and time again. I, I have, and everybody looks a lot of times at the American Farm Bureau solve their problems or the state Farm Bureau solve their problems. But there are so many policies. My, in my years of serving my community as a county commissioner, I realized that so many things that I dealt with it that that level of government affected agriculture. And if farmers and ranchers and county Farm Bureaus aren't present at meeting or aren't watching to see what's going on in their local government, then, it, then sometimes it's too late for them to help shape policies that's good for them and not bad for them. And the way to do that is become a Farm Bureau member, be an active county Farm Bureau member, be that watchdog for the farmer and use that vehicle that Farm Bureau is to be able to generate that one united voice to shape good sound policy. And the other thing is that, you know, a lot of times we talk about urban agriculture, traditional agriculture, organic agriculture, big, little, small. I mean, there's a, all we're, we come in all shapes and sizes from different regions of the country, and we all might have the same problem, but it affects us differently, but it depends on where we come from. We do not need to be fighting among ourselves. Organic's no better than traditional. Big is no better than small. We're all in this together. There's room in the market for all of us. We should be supporting each other, and we all should be at the table making the policy that our Farm Bureau employees and our Farm Bureau family is working to get to shape positive policy for the future and make not just agriculture but our rural communities sustainable for the future. So we'll end on the note of you said earlier you're an optimist or not you believe in the opportunity that exists for agriculture and knowing the hard work that's going on through AFBF, through New York Farm Bureau at the county level what do you see as the opportunities that exist for, for agriculture and for our members? I think the, the opportunity is the, the people's love for the land and really the pride that they take in producing good quality food for Americans down the street and across the country and even across the ocean to other parts of the world. This is one of the most respected professions in America. We've surveyed that. Farmers have an approval rate of about 86%, which comes in over and above any other profession there is out there. We just got to make sure that the future of American agriculture is bright so that our young people can see the opportunities that they could have on the farm producing that food and fiber for our country and our world. And when, when we can develop that future, then they'll be coming back to the farm and they'll be committing their sales 
in their careers to doing the honorable work of growing food and fiber for our people. It's honorable indeed. Thank you, President Duvall. Thank you, and I've enjoyed New York, and I just encourage everybody, let's just keep our head up, work hard, and be a part of Farm Bureau so we can provide that one united voice because uh, whether they know it or not, the strength of this organization lies in the County Farm Bureau Boards of Directors, and we are as good as they are active. And if they're engaged and active, we're a powerful force to be dealt with. The tour was a wonderful opportunity to showcase New York agriculture and its diversity. And Zippy left impressed and optimistic about what the future holds for agriculture, especially inspired by the innovation and the next generation of farmers. Well, thanks for listening to News Bites. Seth Moser-Katz edited today's podcast. And until next time, be sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.